Welcome to the Design Exchange Podcast, hosted by Danny Russo and Melinda Peters Elliott. Listen in to get tips from the top. With over 40 years of design experience between these two, you will gain valuable information for your interior design business or in hiring a designer for your own home. Danny and Melinda's design aesthetic may be very different, but they both offer a unique view on how to approach a project and are extremely entertaining to listen to. So grab your favorite beverage and prepare to learn and laugh a little too. Without further ado, here are Danny and Melinda. Well, happy Friday, Design Exchange people, fellow designers and fellow clients and friends. It's Melinda Peters Elliott here at the sound booth, and I am on my own today. Danny is off site. He is um, in Florida right now, and we did not have any chance to get any taping done this week because we've both been running around like chickens with their heads cut off. So I decided to go it alone today, and I've got something pretty cool to share to you, with you today. It's about hiring employees. Now, it's not something that we really enjoy to do. I honestly don't. But I think that it's a very important uh, topic. And I have kind of a unique approach to hiring people. So I thought this would be a great idea for a podcast. How to hire people so that you know you're getting the right person. Don't settle. Look at look at all kinds of different parts of this hiring process. I have a pretty like big background in um, hiring people. I've been in business for 30 years. I've actually hired almost 50 people (laughs) over those 30 years. And I've actually interviewed probably more like 100 people. So it's something that I have gotten very, very used to. And I have lots of little things that I do and little quirky things that I do that I think really helps me hire better. So today we're going to talk about hiring the perfect employee. Okay, guys, so here's the deal. When you are getting ready to hire somebody, there's a lot of times you just want to, oh, meet somebody, (laughs) such and so's friend, such and so's daughter, such and so's son, and you say, oh, do you need a job? Oh, great. Come and work for me. Now, let's just talk about this a minute. This is the most destructive thing that you could probably do to your business. Hiring a person to work for you is like the your face, your your everything that you've worked for is for that person and they're going to represent you. So you want to make sure that you do a very good job going through all the details of hiring somebody so that you don't get someone who's going to embarrass you, somebody who's going to steal your customers. That was always my fear that (laughs) the person I hired would end up taking my customers away and then they go off and start their own business. Oh yeah, there's definitely people out there doing that. So anyway, this is what I do. These are the things 
all the things that I do to hire. First of all, you are going to make them come in and fill out an application, no matter what. No matter what. I want to know a couple things. And on this application, you can just go to Google and put in application for employment. It's a two-page thing. You get their name. You get their address. They don't have to put their social security number on here. I'm, you know, if they do, great. If they don't, it's okay, too. Their phone number, um, the employment they desire, what kind of position they're looking for, are they employed now, have they ever applied before with you, can you start, with, you know, what date can you start, what's your salary desired, um, they, they also will fill out their education, their past education, if they've gone to trade school, um, general special skills, activities, if they've been in the military, um, past employers, references, and you, you find out a lot about a person from this two-page questionnaire. This is what I need to know because I don't want to waste my time with hiring a person if they're really not a good fit. But even on the front end of all of this, you know, hiring business, just to have them fill out this two-page questionnaire, which takes you no time, is very important. I look at their handwriting. I, I look at where they live, what they want an hour. I, I look at how long it takes them to to fill out the application and get it back to me. I look at how their eye contact is when they're turning in the application. And if you aren't there, have the person who takes the application make notes on it on a post-it note and just attach it to the application like, she looked cute, or he looked like he just rolled out of bed, or he wasn't clean, or you can, I mean, I tell them, be honest, like, this person stunk. I'm telling you, I mean, the things on the back end that no person will tell you to make notes like this. So you just know going in that maybe you ought to wear your mask for the whole time. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> um, when you're hiring people and, you know, this is a whole nother podcast is how to get people to ap- apply to your job position. And it's all about how you word it and all, there's a whole bunch of details about that. But let's just assume we have several to choose from. You're going to choose your top three. I do things in threes. It's my lucky number. I don't know why I just pick three, but three is a good number. It's my lucky number. So I will take three hours out of my days or my week and I will interview these three people for the one job. Now, make sure you set up enough time to actually do the interview and it's not rushed. You really, really need to sit down with them and have, you know, no distractions, none whatsoever. You're going to take notes while they talk. You have your pen, your pencil. You're going to have the um, application that they filled out in front of you and you are going to start the interview process. Now, some of you probably don't have an open store like I do. 
a gift shop or any kind of brick and mortar where people can just walk in and turn in applications. If this is the case, they may be emailing you the application. Um, they may be getting, you may be emailing them the app, the into the application and then they're going to enter their email you back um that's fine it's just look look at all the all the things all the details how did they sign their name were they very polite what was their wording did they spell things correctly just anything that you can do now you have decided on your top three and we're going to talk about the interview process now and this is this can get a little lengthy but there's a reason why i do all i do and you will find out why so you're going to sit down you're going to get in a room where there's nobody coming in and out no no phones ringing and you're having to run in and out of the room just it's just you and them you're going to watch their body language. You're going to watch their eyes. You're going to be able to tell whether they're reserved, if they're high energy, if they're confident. You really need to see if they're looking you in the eyes and they're talking. So you're going to start by saying, how's your day going? What, you know, tell me, you know, what have you been working on? Is there, you know, something like talk about the weather or you know anything at home if they oh it's been crazy my son blah 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 i write down she has a son my dog got loose blah 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 you you want to know if they've come to the interview on time have they been waiting on you that's important so because they really need them to be you know, taking good care of you, if you're hiring them to assist you, you really want their life to be pretty orderly. <laughs> so anyway, now I have a list of interview questions that I started using and I got this from my mom. We've gotten these over the years. Um, so interview question number one, tell me about yourself. Now, this is going to just be very revealing to you about different things that are, you know, kind of going on in their life. Um, you want them to talk. You do not. You want to lead them into some questions and then listen to the, what they talk and write down what they say. Then I ask them three adjectives to describe themselves. So once they, they start talking about themselves, they will give me three adjectives to describe yourself. And they're going to give you three. Then you can say, do you like to design and develop or implement and manage? This is very revealing because you can find out whether somebody wants to be, you know, up in front or do they want to be in the back? in the back room you see a little bit more of the personality starting to come out of the person at this point then i say describe a good employee and then i say describe a bad employee well after they've answered both of those questions you're looking to see what kind of character you know that they actually have and i write down everything they say on this sheet of paper so i can refer back like I might be listening to her describing or him describing a bad employee and thinking, oh, I have someone who works for me that acts just like that. You know, I need to know what their little points are so I can know whether they're going to be a good team member for my staff. So 
then I say, what is the one thing negative about you? What would your family said is a one thing negative about you? And, you know, just listen to what they say. Sometimes they say things like, oh, my family gets so mad at me because I clean everything and they get so mad at me. And I'm going, yay, someone who cleans. Or my family thinks that, you know, what if they said something like this? My family says I'm lazy because I sit on the couch for a whole day in my pajamas and I don't um, get up and make them food for a whole Saturday. Well, it's okay to like chill out for every so often, but um, that might be a little bit of a flag to me that someone would sit down on a couch in their pajamas all day and not be motivated to get out of their clothes unless they're sick or if they just do that every so often, but not once a week or not every day or, you know, that's not going to work well for you. It's not going to work well for me. So... Then I say, how many hours are you actually looking for? It should have been in the job description that I put, but it's good to to discuss this. You know, what are you looking for hour-wise? And how was your last employer? Did you like your last job? Did you like your employer? Was there, you know... Did they um, micromanage you? Did they macromanage? Were you doing all the work and you finally got tired of it? Like, so you can kind of find out what their past experience is and whether you really think you might fit in well with them. I do ask them another question. What responsibilities are you committed to? Now, I ask this question because of a certain reason. And the certain reason is because I really want to know what else they're taking care of. And a lot of times they're taking care of things like other family members, or they're having to go to a doctor once a month, or they are driving to, um, you know, Timbuktu to do something once a week for somebody. So what are their other responsibilities that they're committed to doing every week or whatever? Then I say, what would you do if someone you know stole from you? And I ask this question because, you know, people who have worked with other people, they know, like, they'll watch the other employees and and see what they're doing. And they really want to know that you're taking care of things without them getting in trouble. So I always tell them, like, I really don't want you to think that, you know, I want you to be a tattletale, but I really want you to, you know, let me know if you see something that isn't right. Then I say, how do you keep busy when there is nothing to do? Now, in a perfect world, that they would never not be busy. But there are those times where you've forgotten to leave something, you've got the information with you, you meant to give that to them to do, but you forgot. So what are they going to do when they are not busy and they don't have something to do? You want them to, you know, and it's all different. Like some people say, well, I just want them to go home. You know, don't do anything, just leave. 
just get off the clock and go home. Other people say, oh, I want them to clean, you know. You want them to, to do what you want to do, but what are their ideas about what to do when there's nothing to do, you know? Um, another question I ask is, how are you with computers? Now, a lot of older people that are over 60, I would say, have a real hard time with computers. And let's face it, our industry is loaded with computer work. Like we have everything on computers. We're drawing on computers, we're emailing computers, we're ordering with computers. You really need someone who's very okay with computers. And if they say, I hate computers, I don't want anything to do with computers, you probably need to walk away from this one. Just that in particular, we'll walk away because they're not going to serve you well. And there's enough people out there that know computers that you really should, you know, look into more than someone who doesn't. I do also ask what their best attribute is. And I'm looking for, you know, just something positive to kind of end this part of the interview with them. And I, I love to hear what they say. Well, I love people or... I enjoy, you know, I enjoy being out of the home. I love to design, blah, blah, blah. My best attribute is I'm, I'm happy or I'm positive. You want people like that, you know, around you constantly. That will keep you inspired because when you are with people day in and day out, you know, and you're in the trenches, you need somebody that will help support you and, you'll enjoy working with, not one that you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this person, I can't get any work out of them. So anyway, if they've gone through this part of the interview and there isn't any red flags that are really, you know, coming out strong, then I may go ahead and, um, you know, talk to them a little bit about the job. Here's what I'm hiring for. I'm hiring for a design assistant or I'm just, I'm trying to find an office manager and I'm going to have a quick list of things that I, that person needs to do. So an office manager position, what I'm looking for is someone to track orders, someone to call and confirm appointments with vendors or confirm appointments with my clients the day before I have the appointment. I need someone to go through and pull samples, you know, the day before my appointment. I need someone to go through and get all my emails and respond to them. I need someone to track orders. You go through all those details and you write those down and you're going to tell that person that you're interviewing, here's what I'm looking for. And, you know, do you think that you would fit in well with this, with this situation? So sometimes people say, that's not really what I'm looking for. They, they've had a whole different idea of what you were looking for without you telling them they've thought it up. And, and it's just a communication, you know, thing between the two of you. This is important. You need someone that you can communicate with very easily. And if you're not getting it, um, this probably isn't the right person. You know, if, if you guys aren't able to discuss things well or whatever. Um, 
I also have, like, if it's a design assistant, I ask them to show me a past project that they've worked on or something they did in school or did you do something at your home, in your bedroom, whatever. I want to see something that they've, they've done in the past and they can get their phone out and look at it at that time. So that's important too. And then I always ask the question, you know, with, if you've had a perfect job, what would it be? You know, what's your perfect position? So it's interesting just to kind of dig into what people say and how they say it. So watch the body language, watch their eyes, see if they're making eye contact with you and, you know, see if they're pleasant when they're talking. So if they have a kind of a negative connotation, you might want to, you know, eh, walk away. I made notes like sweet lady, soft-spoken, seems very flexible. She's a good Christian woman. But I did find out in one of the interviews that this lady could not squat down. You know, she, she had leg problems. She, and I really needed someone who was super physical that really could, you know, climb ladders. I need someone to, you know, be climbing on the floor and organizing sample books on their butt. You know, I don't know. (laughs) I'm just thinking of different things that I, you know, I needed them to clean out the cubbies and, you know, and be able to lift the, the granite samples. I, I can't have someone who can't lift. So anyway, that's just a couple little examples of different things. So once you kind of get to the end of the interview and you kind of think, mm, I think they might be good. I ask them for one more thing and everybody cracks up. I go over to my desk and I hand them a stapler and I said, sell me this stapler. And the reaction I get is so funny. It's so classic. I wish I could video every one of these people, you know, just to see what they, how they all approach it. But some people are just like, I have no idea. It's a black stapler. It staples papers and, you know, it's, shape different and you know how mundane to have to sell a stapler but that's the most important thing to have someone try to sell because you really want to see how they're how they describe things what are their experiences this may not be a make or break question it may be in your mind like I love this person but they sales skills suck So maybe I need to work with them a little bit about this. You know, I might have to work with them on sales skills to get them to where I want them to be. But the stapler thing is huge. I am telling you that is a huge thing. So another thing that you can probably make happen if you if you can is that you really want to have maybe another team member stop in while you're doing the interview and have them just stop in and say, hi, how are you? Oh, you have a cute shirt on. Um, Just see how they interact with your other employees. Just somebody that's very important to you on your team and just see how they react because there's nothing worse than having a couple people that don't get along in your organization. I had a design assistant once who did not get along with my main manager 
And she would tell me upon occasion, oh, I could feel the high heel on my neck in that meeting. And they just did not get along. I mean, it was it was kind of hilarious. But if I had known that to start with, that was kind of not so good that these two just did not see eye to eye. Now, the design assistant didn't last very long. And I was just as well because she she thought she got Groundhog Day off for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Groundhog Day is coming right up. And no, we don't get Groundhog Day off. I was like, are you kidding me right now? And she goes, no, I thought maybe we would. That was a holiday. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, she was right out of college. That explains everything, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, okay, so you have, you're going to offer this person the job. You're going to maybe think about it. You, you've got three people to interview. So you tell them, thanks for coming in. I'm going to do some thinking. I'll get back to you. So once you do your three interviews, you pick your person, then you call them. And if that, if you haven't had another team member look at it, you know, kind of help you you get another idea or another opinion about that employee, have them come in for a second interview. And at that time, then that's when you're going to bring another person from your organization in. And you're going to just let them meet with them too and just say, okay, here's the manager. Here's, you know, are we good? Do you have any questions? Because sometimes the interviewee has questions for you. Yep, they do. I've been through that before. It's like, what, what are my hours going to be? What, you know, they have, they have things that come up and you want to make sure that you are being communicative to them that they can ask questions and you encourage that. Now, you offer them the job, you talk about all of that stuff, you set their first day up, you, on day one, are going to give them an employee handbook day one and you're going to go through the employee handbook page by page i'm not kidding y'all page by page <laughs> i with design assistants i am all over that too because um these people that think they get groundhog day off also think that they get vacation time um, in their first year of working for you, that's paid. Yeah, nope, not here, not, no. I'm a small business. We don't get paid vacation, so you've been here a year. So we have to go through some of those really, really tricky situations, and they're in the employee handbook, and they're there for a reason. They cover CYA. I'm not going to say it, but you know what I mean. So anyway, you're going to give them an employee handbook. Now, I also, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to give this girl or guy 60 days to see how they fit in with my organization. So don't give them the keys to the kingdom quite yet. They have to prove themselves to you. Don't tell them this, though. Don't go say... I'm not sure if I'm going to keep you, so we're going to just do some trial things. No, just pretend that 
they're there for good and you're thinking the whole time I'm going to give them you give them one task at a time and see how they do because everybody puffs up in the interview I heard that once and I thought that was a really good point when someone interviews you they are putting on their best face they are acting you know the most they want this job you know or they wouldn't be here and a lot of people think interior design jobs are like, oh my gosh, this is the best job that's going to be ever in the, the whole history of the world. And then they get into working in our industry and go, oh my gosh, this is nothing like I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I tell them all the time, you have no idea what we have to do. And it, I, it's kind of like a glorified babysitter. Like some parts of our job are like glorified babysitters, like tracking orders and all that stuff. So just, you know, kind of get them started on a couple things. You're going to give them a task. You are going to meet with them weekly. And I say this because this is all about communications and making sure that you have that person who's working for you right in line with what you want them to do we meet weekly with my my girls and we go through all of the clients that we're working for and what we're doing for each one of those clients and we're we're tracking order as well when is this coming in when is that coming in when's this contractor going to this person's house when are we going to get a quote you know, all the questions, all the things that we have to do for those people. And then we divide up the list and we, you know, decide who's going to do what. And um, that next meeting, the next week, we're like, okay, would you find out about this or that? We may have already talked about it, but if we haven't and someone did something that they forgot to tell you because you weren't there, um, it's a good time to kind of meet and talk. So another thing you want to make sure you do is that don't let them do something that you don't like and just let it go you need to tell them as soon as possible if they have done something that bug you I have had times where I've let it go and I've let it go and I, then I blow up because I'm so mad that somebody's done something but I haven't done anything about it so shame on me you know like, I really feel like I need to be upfront and make sure everybody understands that, you know, when you, when you do A, B, C, this makes me feel bad or this makes us look bad to the customer. Or I heard you say to the customer on the phone the other day, that Melinda was taking the day off or I and it didn't make us look good in the light of the customer and here's why so just be very tactful about it you, do, you don't have to be mean but you need to tell them why it did not sit well with you and how it affected you or how it affected the company and you know if this is if you have these situations and your new employee fixes what they're doing and they get better great sometimes they don't and like i told you before some people you know you you gotta try them out for you know 60 days 90 days and see if they're a good fit for you because no matter how much interviewing we do there are things that we can figure out before we hire them 
that are going to be sticking points or things that are kind of tricky to work around. But and no one's perfect, you know, so there's things that you eventually get used to doing or dealing with. But then there are things that once they start working for you that are, oh, my gosh, they're so irritating. And, you know, no matter what, how much talking, like you're never going to change this person. So anyway, that's that's kind of how I do interviews for when I'm hiring. It's all about the process. It's all about that you know, application for employment. And then sitting down and and asking them the questions, ask them to sell you the stapler, figure out what their, you know, skills are. And once you do that, I think you'll find that you are hiring better and you are hiring more efficiently and you're not wasting your money as much. You know, there's nothing worse than hiring somebody and knowing that you know, after, you know, three months that they're leaving they're you know, and you've wasted all that time and energy on this person and they're already gone. So anyway, that is my lesson of the day. I hope that I've helped some of you in hiring. And if you have any questions, just feel free to reach out. You can Find me on the Design Exchange Facebook page or Instagram page. Send me a message. You can also follow me at Melinda Peters Elliott by Fine Designs and Interiors. Uh, That's my Facebook page. I have Instagram is Fine Designs Int. I also wanted to mention Danny, uh, Danny's, uh, com. He's also at Danny Russo, Daniel Home, and he's on Instagram as well. So we look forward to sharing more in the future. If you have any thoughts or um, ideas about things you'd like us to cover in our, in our podcast, just reach out and we'll be happy to take care of that. And in the meantime, go out and be great designers and great customers, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye.